Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Mavens, movie about podcast, a podcast about movies. <laughs> a movie about podcasts. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Carson. And I'm Annie. And today we have got a little bonus episode for you where we're going to be talking about Disney's Onward. Um, since no one can go to a movie theater right now, they went ahead and dropped it on Disney+. Plus. So we watched it. Yep. Um, Annie, do you want to hit me with some quick facts? Quick facts. Onward was directed by Dan Scanlon, who also directed the hit number one Pixar film, Monsters University. Oh, I I watched that for the first time, like, a couple of months ago, actually. Oh, yeah? I remember not loving it. I actually have no memory of it by now. Same. Yeah. Okay. Um... I can't really give you a correct box office number, obviously, but mm-hmm. the budget is estimated somewhere between 175 and 200 million. Oh my god. That's so bad. What? That's an obscene amount of money. I can't believe it. That hurts. Wow. That hurts. Uh, you know what? You know what hurts is Disney. Di- like Disney hurts. Every time I see budgets on these movies i just think like what could that amount of money do for the world and they're like you know what let's make a really really mediocre movie with it (laughs) let me read you the description yeah go ahead teenage elf brothers ian and barley embark on a magical quest to spend one more day with their late father like any good adventure their journey is filled with cryptic maps impossible obstacles and unimaginable discoveries but when their but when dear mom finds out her sons are missing, she teams up with the legendary Manticore to bring her beloved boys back home. Okay, reading that actually shed some light on a really big problem in this movie. I didn't somehow did not realize until just now. Go on. Uh, this movie, for some reason, has absolutely no villain. Not even, Um, like, a side villain. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's the curse, but the curse doesn't really become, like, tangible until, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. And it wasn't talked about until, like, halfway through. And (laughs) the way that we know about the curse, which is the way we know about everything in this movie, is a character says and explains it out loud. Um, I just want, I, I didn't realize that Barley was supposed to be a teenager. Oh, I thought he was a young adult. Well, the description just says teenage brothers. Oh, you're right. I mean, that, that also makes it worse because if he is an adult, then he could be more of a failure. If he's a teenager, then he, in my opinion, he's just like a teenager being a teenager. And the whole movie is like, he's a screw up. And I'm like, how can you be a screw up at 16? Like you just, that's just what you're supposed to be. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, this movie did not really hold my attention. I had a really hard time watching it. I really like to watch movies like first thing when I wake up in the morning, because I feel like I'm like ready to take them in and I like can put out all distractions early in the morning for some reason. Like that's just when I get my best movie viewing done. And I watched this movie first thing in the morning 
And it just, like, it did not hold my attention at all. I was finding myself pausing it and, like, walking around for no reason. (laughs) Uh, I agree. It was not very captivating at all. Uh, And maybe that's because I think this movie, this movie has nonstop dialogue. It does not shut up for two seconds. It does not shut up to even land a joke, I noticed. Like, once I noticed that I was just, like, being bombarded with dialogue, I noticed that this movie had zero comedic timing. Hmm. And that made it really difficult because that's just way... That's just asking way too much. And it's also never good to tell an audience something versus showing an audience something, you know, age old, uh, like saying show, don't tell, but this movie gives you exposition every 10 minutes time to explain a new magic spell, time to explain a new magic map, time to explain a new magic curse. Every five minutes. It's like, there's this. It it was just so, so annoying. Do you think, though, that they did it that way to, like, set it up for a really epic sequel? Like, they laid all the groundwork for a world? Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't think about that, but that makes sense because whatever the sequel is where this boy knows magic already seems a lot more interesting to me. The only character that I liked... The legs. ...was... (laughs) What is her her name? Manito... Manitoba? Is it the Manticore? (laughs) No, that's a... Manticore, yeah. Yeah. That's the only character I, didn't like I liked. Any of them. Also, yeah, so like they were elves and then the cop boyfriend was a centaur, which I'm very curious about how that worked. <laughs> Don't think too much about it. I I didn't mind. I love that everyone was like a different classic race or creature like from D&D. <laughs> I loved the idea that they discovered technology so they stopped using magic like that setup was really cool Mm -hmm. and then I just did not like where it went from there like the whole the whole time they're explaining things I still don't know like okay they're after a stone so they could see their father but I thought they would get a second day with their father like a new stone equals a new day but it only completes his body like that was confusing and then the whole time they have their dad and he doesn't have anything to do until they're in that like water well scene, which was like actually a good scene because the dad finally contributed to the story. It was crazy. Yeah, but what I don't understand is like why he only showed up halfway anyway. Because uh, Tom Holland's character was doing the spell and then he got distracted halfway through and the spell was interrupted and the stone like shattered. That's what happens in the scene. Oh, I completely, like, forgot that. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he's trying to do the spell and he can't do it. And then Barley's like, let me come help. And he says no. And when he says no, he gets distracted. And that's why at the end, Barley's like, let me help. And Tom Holland lets him help. And then they can complete the spell. <sighs> Riveting stuff. Riveting stuff. Wow. Yeah, totally. Um, So the... While I was watching it, I was texting Annie, and I could not stop comparing 
Chris Pratt's character, Barley, who is the older brother, to ja- a Jack Black character who plays an older brother in Orange County, um, starring Colin Hanks. And I really wanted to double feature that. But then I thought, you know, like, Onward doesn't deserve a double feature. I'll just say that. How about instead of watching Onward, you could watch a good movie. For instance, Orange Mm County. Is that a good movie, Orange County? I mean, it's like... um, do you remember that movie Accepted with Justin no. Long? Oh. <laughs> um, it's just like a dumb teen movie. It's like super bad okay. or like Well, accepted if you want or... a fantasy animation that's good, you could watch How to Train Your Dragon. Or you could watch oh, yeah. Shrek. Yes. Or you could watch even, I got a lot of Zootopia vibes. And that oh, world yeah. in Zootopia is so much better established. And it doesn't take any yes. time to explain it to you. It just focuses on the story. Who wrote this movie? Um, I don't know. Probably a whole team of people, I would oh. assume. I also thought I was not impressed by... Oh, it was also the director. And four more people. So it was like a whole team. Um, I also thought all the wow. voice acting was so subpar. And I know that probably had to do with the writing being really bad. But I just was not impressed by anybody. Yeah, hard same. Um, I used to find Chris Pratt really charming, but I don't anymore. And so he just got on my nerves the entire time as Barley. I guess because like he was trying, like it was just, it would have been more believable to me if it was Jack Black. Like Chris Pratt is not a weirdo loser who drives around in a unicorn van. Like he's just not, it just... (laughs) And same with Tom Holland. Like, Tom Holland is not a friendless loser. Yeah, but he, he always plays the awkward character. Yeah. But he's, I, he's like, I don't know, he's growing up and it's just becoming less mm. and less believable. I, I just think this movie lacked originality, charm, humor, and even the visuals I thought were not even that great i don't know what it was like nothing was holding my attention i agree my favorite scene um was when he was walking across the invisible bridge but then like nothing then he just did it (laughs) like everything yes because everything in this movie is solved so fast and it's solved always through a spell Mm -hmm. that is explained to us which is horrible. Magic just breaks mm-hmm. this movie because it has. there's a solution for every problem. And when there's finally a solution for a problem that can't be solved by magic, I'm referring to Tom Holland and Chris Pratt's brotherly relationship being at odds, finally. They resolve that in one conversation in the midpoint of the movie. This movie was just so cliche and, like, on the nose. The character literally has a list titled New Me, and then he has, like, check marks on it. (laughs) Yeah. It was so... I thought it was just, like... He was like, hey, do you guys want to come to my birthday party? And those kids were, like, super into it, and they were down, and they were like, yeah, sounds cool, happy birthday, bro. 
And then Barley shows up. And suddenly, like, Ian changes his mind? Like, And that was supposed weird. to be the whole conflict of the movie, but it was so unclear. Yeah. And it could have been very easily clear, I think. I just can't believe they spent $175 million. Oh, God. I will say, here's the one thing I liked about this movie. I did mm. like how it came together in the end when... Tom Holland realizes that all the stuff he wanted to do with his father, he's done with his brother his whole life. Like, that was a very touching scene to me. And it came together well in the last 10 minutes. It gave me, like, a lot of up vibes. Oh, yeah, which is, like, such a better movie again. (laughs) I think, honestly, Disney knew this was not good, and that's why Soul, the next Pixar movie, was, was supposed to come out, like, a month later than this movie. Yeah, this is like oh, definitely really? the Pixar B team. For $175 million, that's the <laughs> fucking B team? Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a shame, too, because I love, like, I'm so down for a Pixar movie set in, like, a D&D world. And mm-hmm. what a fumble. I just, like, I'm down for Pixar period because it's like there's always a good message to be received and like a lot of things are super up for interpretation but any interpretation that you take like is positive and like they're just feel-good movies and like they teach kids values and like they establish themes really quickly and they're just like really well-made movies but yeah, this one was a complete flop. It I it didn't I mean, I guess it did some of those things to a degree, but not as successful as say Toy Story. Yeah, definitely not as successful. I it didn't even make me laugh like once. Mm, I can't I mean, I don't remember it right. making me Which laugh. Which for a either. Pixar movie, that is weak. They're usually yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I and there's like usually like innuendos and like a lot of subtle adult humor yeah but yeah yeah nope not in this one Mm -mm. i wonder do you know about pixar's like rules of storytelling no they have like set storytelling rules and i wonder if this film even follows okay what are the rules okay here's just one i'll just give one Mm-hmm. What is your character good at and comfortable with? Throw the polar opposite at them. Challenge them. How do they deal? Uh, I don't think the main character was good at anything at the beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot of Pixar movies, they set up a character who is incredible at one thing. For instance, Woody is an incredible leader to his community. And mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible is incredible superhero. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do those movies throw at their characters? In Toy Story, they throw Buzz, a very charming new person that the entire community flocks to. And in The Incredibles, they throw in an anti-superhero law. Like, just don't be a superhero anymore, taking that away from him. So... Yeah. Yeah, like, you're right. Like The character didn't have anything, and it, it, it did not lose. For $175 million. <laughs> Like, I can't even conceive of that. 
It's inconceivable. Okay. What would you give this out of 10? Or do you have anything else to say? No. Honestly, like three days ago, and I've forgotten the majority of it. Yeah. <laughs> so for that reason, I'll give it a one. <laughs> Maybe a two, because it made me think of Jeff Black. <laughs> Perfect reason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it I'll give it a 4 out of 10 because I liked the world even though they didn't utilize it well. I liked how it ended. That was pretty strong in my opinion. So, yeah, Movie Maven score. Oh, wait. I do have one more thing to say. Um, so they at some, at one point they get pulled over by the cops and okay lena waith plays one of the police officers and um in real life lena is a lesbian and in the movie she very casually says like super casually she's like man my wife is gonna kill me or like my wife is going to be so mad that I'm late for dinner or something like that. But she just like very casually mentions so, my wife. And I just thought like. So casually that I uh, did not even notice that. Yeah. But it's just like, I found it nice. Like that Disney is aligning themselves to be an ally. Yeah. There's like two sides to that. One is like, that's nice that they do that. And then the other is that all their gay characters are like blurred in the background <laughs> of a straight story, yeah. which I I know, I guess, I guess baby steps. They're getting there. And it is nice yeah. that they are doing that. Yeah. I really liked, I was taken aback by that line and I liked it a lot. And I just like Lena Waithe. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so Movie Maven score is a 3 All out right. of 10. Thanks for watching this bonus episode. They, nobody Gosh, watched you're anything. right. Thanks for yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Movie Maven's out. <laughs>